0: This is The Plural of You, the podcast about people helping people. I'm Josh Morgan. I'm a sociologist and a writer, and I use this podcast to share stories from people who are making a difference in the lives of others, people like you and me. Alex Grambling is a marketing executive from Newburyport, Massachusetts. He's also the founder of Christmas Tree Santas a nonprofit organization that distributes Christmas trees to families who otherwise might not be able to afford them. Alex got the idea after he gave a tree to a family in need a few years ago, and he and his acquaintances have since distributed thousands of trees in six states across the U.S. I talked with Alex recently about Christmas tree Santas and about what the Christmas holiday means to him, and I'll play our conversation in a moment. Sociologist James H. Barnett writes about Christmas activities, quote, these activities are intended to banish anxiety, to enhance the present, and to secure the future, unquote. Even though having a tree at Christmas may not seem like a big deal, I suspect this anxiety-reducing effect explains how it can serve as a social and psychological fixture, and that we can take something as simple as a Christmas tree for granted. You know, I never thought about families going without Christmas trees as a social problem before I learned about Christmas tree Santas, but this goes beyond holiday decorations. I mean. Obviously, there are other needs that take precedence, like food and shelter, but there's more to being human than simply surviving. That's why I'm glad Alex and Christmas Tree Santas are satisfying more than the temporary needs that members of their community have. They're providing care, and they're providing hope. I'm so glad Alex made time to talk with me, and I hope you'll check out his organization at Christmastreesantas.org. Here's Alex Grambling, the founder of Christmas Tree Santas.
1: Hi, Alex. Hey, Josh. How are you? I'm great. How's your day been? It's been pretty awesome. We're getting ready for our big giveaway. They start this weekend, and so it starts to get a little busier this week and into the next couple of weeks.
0: So tell me about Christmas Tree Santas. Would you mind sharing what the purpose is behind the project?
1: You bet, Josh. The Christmas Tree Santas has a very simple mission. We're all about spreading joy and hope during the holidays, and we have a pretty unique channel and, and idea to do that, we give away Christmas trees to needy families, typically low-income families. We also give them a, a few extras to brighten their holidays, a tree stand for their tree, some ornaments, and some Christmas decor. And we've been doing this for about five years now, and it's, it's grown every year, and it's, it's a great joy and gives us a lot of satisfaction to help people in need during this time of year.
0: I' read on your website that you listed your first tree online about five years ago. Could you tell me the story
1: about how that went? Yeah, exactly. This grew very organically from really a chance encounter i uh had an artificial tree in my basement and honestly, I was just trying to get rid of it and and make sure that it didn't go into a landfill. so I put it on uh I actually put it on freecycle dot org which is a recycling site that a lot of people visit Oh right, okay, and a couple of things happened. One, I was really surprised at how many people wanted my Christmas tree, and I got a lot of responses uh, immediately. So I chose one at random, and the woman who came to pick up the tree brought her young boys with her. She was really very emotional uh, at receiving the tree, and the boys were very uh, excited. And it became clear immediately to me in the driveway as I was making this exchange and handoff but this was you know not just a family doing some recycling this was a family that was going through some difficult times and and needed a tree and wanted a tree for their holiday celebration so that was really an aha moment for me i, I kind of understood at that point that this symbol of the season that so many of us take for granted you know is something that that may be out of reach for families who are going through difficulties or have low or modest incomes and so i immediately thought you know, this is a challenge and this is a problem that I think I can solve. And so uh, that year we started to put the infrastructure in place to solve that problem and and build a charity around it.
0: Now, did you have experience doing anything like this before?
1: I'd say no. (laughs) (laughs) Giving away hundreds of Christmas trees annually? No, I had no experience uh, whatsoever. I do come from a marketing background and a startup background. So I uh, and fairly entrepreneurial, I knew how to start businesses, and I felt confident that you know we could f- figure out how to do this. But running a charitable organization or knowing anything about Christmas trees and how they were delivered and how we were going to get them to families, that was all pretty far afield. It was all new learning for me
0: okay yeah that 's what I was wondering like how how did your background, like your career and such like how did that inform this project?
1: Again, as I said, I think in a couple of ways. One, just that, that sense of entrepreneurship that you know makes you think, I can start this, I can, I can do this, and we can figure out a way to solve this problem. That's the seed that's at the start of many businesses, either for-profit or non-profit, and that was certainly part of the motivation here. I also come from a marketing background, so I, I have you know, some sense of how to raise money, how to make an appeal, how to create and, and brand a, a product and a business. And so I think that's been beneficial to me along the way. I haven't been afraid to go out and, you know, work with partners and find supporters uh, and, and tell our story. And at the end of the day, what connects so many people to us, whether they're a client of ours or a supporter of ours, is this story and this idea of helping your neighbors around the holidays and and showing people you care by giving them a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what scale did you have in mind when you started this? Like, I know it started with just the one interaction with the, with the mother and her sons. Like, when you had this initial spark, did you kind of see it inside your community, or what was your vision?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think our goals were pretty modest, just to take you back a bit. After I had this idea, I reached out to my two business partners, one of whom, perhaps fortuitously, had worked on Christmas tree stands as a kid. His father sold Christmas trees oh, okay. every year during the winter. So he had a he had a little bit of background or knowledge just as a teenager uh, selling Christmas trees, you know, in his his childhood home in New Jersey. And they were both very excited about the idea. We weren't sure you know, how this was going to come together or what we were going to do. But I, I think we had, you know, after our initial discussion, some idea that we would try to launch this, you know, in the respective communities where we worked and lived. So I'm in the greater Boston area and my partners are down in Atlanta, Georgia. So I think we had envisioned doing this in those two communities initially. And we really didn't have a sense of scale. I think we thought initially we would, we, you know, would be fortunate to to raise a few hundred bucks and maybe give out, you know, 50 to 100 trees in our first year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we had very modest plans and expectations initially just to, you know, help our neighbors and help out in the communities where we lived. And in fact, we did that the first year. We gave out 300 trees, about 150 or so in Atlanta and, and maybe 200 in the greater Boston area. But we've gotten a little experience over the years and it's It's grown since then, as more people have heard about the idea, you know, and as we've been able to raise more money, I think our scale and our ambitions have have grown just a bit as well.
0: I see. Now, I know you're in six states. How have you coordinated with these different states? Like, how did they come on board? Like, you're from Massachusetts, and I, I get the impression you're originally from Georgia, but I'm not sure, like, how the other states kind of factor in.
1: Yeah, that's right. So I, uh, both of those things are true. I live here in, in uh, greater Boston, and I, I am originally from Georgia, and that connects me back to our Atlanta business partner and, and my roots. But maybe it would help for me to explain a little about our model and, and how that works. Sure, And that'll help explain some of the growth and, and uh, scalability of this. Mm-hmm. What we do is, in each community, we'll try to find partner social service agencies, who work on a day-to-day basis with low-income and families in need. You know, they have the the best idea in their communities and in their client base. You know, who would want a Christmas tree? That's not something that, you know, that we would know. You know, in my community, for example, I work with the Salvation Army, with some battered spousal shelters, some low-income charities, and they identify families for us and tell them about this idea and ask them if they want a Christmas tree then we kind of match demand to supply. We'll try to estimate how many trees we might need for a community in a given year. We'll actually go and buy Christmas trees from a tree farmer. And in this case now, we're using four separate tree farms and they're shipping trees down to a central location that we've chosen. Oftentimes it's a farm, sometimes it's a school. And we basically invite everyone on a single day for a couple of hours to come Pick up their trees, and we have a. We try to give them a large Christmas party. They'll come and pick up a tree. They'll pick up a tree stand and some ornaments. Santa Claus is often there. We'll have some food and refreshments, maybe some entertainment, and, and just try to make this a really family fun experience wherever we do these tree giveaways. So that's how it works, and you know we've grown a little each year, somewhat organically. We work down in Charlotte, North Carolina now, and that's because. A Facebook friend of my wife had been reading about what we were doing and gotten excited about it and wanted to start her own version of this down in Charlotte. Oh, nice. Yeah, we have a blueprint for how to do it now. We were able to set her up, find a tree farmer to supply her some trees, raise a little money. And so now we do it down in uh, Charlotte. One of my partner's daughters goes to school in Athens, Georgia. She wanted to do something with her college friends around the holidays. So we do a giveaway down in Athens, Georgia now. I met just through an email correspondence, a woman in Detroit who is now organizing a giveaway for us in Detroit and one down in Houston, Texas, where she knows of another business who is interested in this. A lot of this is organic on a year-to-year basis, just depending on who has an interest in taking on the organization of it annually, who can raise a little money for us to help make sure that it stays funded. And it's been a great blessing to see it grow from, you know, just a couple of sites to seven or eight sites this year.
0: That's excellent. How do you coordinate with everybody in the different chapters? Or is everybody kind of autonomous?
1: Uh, there's a little bit of coordination and a lot of autonomy. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Like I said, I think we have a, we, you know, we have a blueprint and we know how to get trees acquired and how to get them distributed and just kind of best practices to keep, you know, everybody sane and uh, happy and make sure that people who really need and want Christmas trees for Christmas can get them. We'll work with an organizer as best we can to give them the playbook and to give them as much support as they need or want and then let them take these events and kind of make them their own. I'll just give you an example. We're, we're going to be doing one down in Houston, Texas this year. We're working with a local YMCA branch down there who who serves a lot of low-income families. So we're just walking them through kind of week by week and helping them with some of the logistics, telling them you know when and how to receive their trees, giving them advice on, on how to give them out and what to tell families when they receive their trees, helping them get some ornaments, We're donating tree stands for their giveaway. Beyond that guidance, they have a great deal of autonomy and are doing a lot of this themselves. They're inviting the families. They are organizing all of the volunteers that it takes to pull off an event like this. They're doing all of the setup. And I'm quite excited to see how they do, and I'm sure they'll have a lot of fun doing it.
0: Sure sounds like it. Now, I've read a few times on the website that there's a lot of implication that Christmas trees are important because they carry a lot of meaning for different families. I was wondering if you could expand on what does a Christmas tree mean to you? Like when you give a tree to a family, what what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that initial chance meeting with that single mom and her boys, you know, was a real epiphany for me. And as we've given these out repeatedly. Over the years and and this year we'll give out our thirty five hundredth tree, so we oh wow, we've met a lot of folks over the years. Mm-hmm. you know uh, there are a couple of themes. One is that this meets a legitimate financial need for folks and and helps mitigate and offset a significant cost. you know a live Christmas tree in some communities can run anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars and then you talk about lights and a tree stand and ornaments and and some of the extras. And that's just a large cost that a family that's struggling and living from paycheck to paycheck, maybe they're a single mom, maybe they're a family that has suffered through some unemployment, maybe there's some disability or health issues in a family, to save them 75 or or $100 so that they can have a Christmas tree and enjoy their holidays, you know, is a real significant financial gift and benefit for them. Right. I think the other thing that they've told us is that, you know, there's a real emotional need and psychological need that a Christmas tree fills. A tree just holds a very special place in our culture around the holiday. It stands for life and joy and hope. And for some reason, it has a very strong emotional resonance with a lot of people. For some moms and dads, it may hold memories of a simpler time or a time when their family was better off, maybe when mm-hmm. they were a kid or, or maybe when they were younger. For their children, it just means a great amount of joy and happiness to have this in the home. And I think it also means an incredible sense of normalcy. So many families during the holidays, especially moms and dads, feel a great deal of stress and feel a great deal of guilt during the holidays because they feel like they're unable to provide for their children, maybe like they see other families participating in the holiday season or just how they see the culture participating in in Christmas and the holidays. Right, right. They feel guilty if they can't provide a tree or gifts. And for us to be able to give that to them gives them not only a sense of joy, but a sense of hope and a knowledge that their neighbors care about them and want them to succeed and want them to be happy.
0: Yeah, that's great. Do you have any favorite stories of trees that you've given? I mean, I'm sure you have dozens of stories, if not more.
1: Yeah, we really do. Just too many to tell in a in a short interview. I, I, you know, our first year I think we were struck when someone walked almost two miles on foot with their teenage son to come pick up a tree. Wow. You know, that was profound for us to understand that, you know, someone without transportation wanted a tree for their family so badly that they were willing to walk that far to our giveaway side and would walk back if they needed to, dragging a tree behind them. But of course, we intercepted them and, and gave them a walk home that year. So many of the families I meet are dealing with disability or health challenges or job loss. And oftentimes, they tell us that this gift or this outreach just came at the perfect time for them, a time when they felt incredibly low and without hope. I've heard from you know, a mom who had just gotten so beaten down by job loss and day-to-day life that she felt hopeless. And then someone told her about our tree giveaway and she showed up that first day and was first in line and was able to give a Christmas to her children. And she felt such great relief and felt like this was such a gift for her that, you know, it literally gave her a sustaining hope. And that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. I met a woman uh, last year in Newark, New Jersey, we were literally giving out our last trees on the street. We had done a large-scale giveaway, and we just had a few left over. So we had walked out on the street, and we're just asking people if they wanted a Christmas tree. And I met a mom with her young son who almost broke down in tears when we found her. Wow. Uh, she had, had just lost her job a couple of months earlier and had only recently been diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh my goodness. And you know, here was someone coming up on the street, and handing her a Christmas tree, something she wasn't even thinking about or hoping for or wishing for at the time. So uh, just stories like that abound, and everybody who comes to us has their own personal story or dealing with their own issues, but for a day or for the holiday season or just for a moment, they can put all of that aside and tie a fresh cut Christmas tree onto their car and take home some ornaments and some Christmas cheer. And that we've been able to be a part of that for so many families is, like I said uh, earlier, a great blessing.
0: Is there anything you've learned in doing this work that surprised you? Starting out, you, you didn't necessarily have any experience doing this type of thing. Is there anything that you were kind of surprised to learn?
1: You know, suffice to say, the whole experience teaches in ways that are kind of hard to process, to see your neighbors in need experience hardship, experience great joy, gives you a fresh view into humanity and what it means to be human and what it means to help other people. I've seen this through my children's eyes. You know, our our family's Christmas is very different today than it was five years ago. Five years ago I'd describe our Christmas as a typical affluent suburban Christmas where you know, our needs were paramount and primary. That's just flipped completely. Now our our holiday season revolves around this activity and, and helping other people.
0: Oh, I hadn't considered that. Wow. Yeah,
1: And it's so much more fulfilling than our traditional Christmas of giving to one another, which there's nothing wrong with that. But helping others in this large-scale way, you know, it's been... And like I said, not only a gift for our families that we help, but a great gift for me and all of our volunteers who are able to participate.
0: There's a conversation in our culture every year about the meaning of Christmas. Like, I mean, there's obviously the story of the birth of Jesus. But on a social level, what does the Christmas holiday mean to you?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, people will ask us if we are a religious organization or if there's a specific tie to any Christian group. And I guess I'd respond to that or answer that by pointing back to our mission. We purposefully keep that simple and straightforward. Our goal is to make people happy and to bring them hope. And for many people, you know, in our society, that means enjoying the holiday season and and having a Christmas tree. And to that end, whether you're Christian or Muslim or Jewish, however you celebrate is not important to me. All I want to know is that you need and want a Christmas tree and you can't afford one and that having one will will make you feel better and, and give you great enjoyment during the holiday season. So that's a pretty low threshold to meet. And those are the families that we want to help every year. And, and like I said, it's, it's more of a, a spiritual mission and a helping mission. Than a statement about religion, I think.
0: That was a great answer. That's very admirable. So what keeps you busy the rest of the year when you're not working on Christmas Tree Santas? Like, do you have any other projects that you're engaged in?
1: Well, on a, on a charitable basis, you know, there's certainly uh, volunteer activities in our community that, that myself and all of our board members are a part of and working toward and the charitable organization i should mention is is really a, an all volunteer kind of seasonal activity this is not a full time job for anyone uh, certainly not for me it's not a paid job for anyone there's no real infrastructure here there's no headquarters or or paid staff or or capital expenses you know we're all just volunteers who try to pull this together on an annual basis and and brighten the holidays for people and so it starts to get into full swing with some organizational steps early in the fall and then and then pick up steam toward the holidays but outside of that you know we're all just working steps and you know have a, have our day jobs. so we we try to squeeze this into the margins you know as as the christmas season approaches
0: okay so what can listeners do to help others in their own areas have a happier holiday season sort of like what you do with christmas tree santas
1: yeah, I get asked that every once in a while. I think it's a great thought. I, you know, I, I hear from so many people after they they may have read about us, they've heard our story somehow, and they reach out and they want to volunteer and they want to help. I think that's a you know that's a near universal feeling when you hear about others who have needs. You know, what can I do? How can I help uh, your organization or how can I help in my community? Mm-hmm. And I think people are inspired when they hear our story. And so what I say to people is just be a Santa in, you know, in your daily life. You know, you don't have to start a large scale organization. You don't have to create a charity to brighten someone else's day. It can be as simple as here in the Northeast, uh, shoveling your neighbor's walk or throwing a few dollars in the Salvation Army bucket. I think it's it's just a mindset of giving back on a daily basis in small ways, you know, that can be very meaningful for people. I'm kind of reminded of the Christmas Carol and the story of Scrooge and how he turned around his life. He just woke up one day and made a series of kind of small changes, didn't he? He gave away a turkey to his employee's family. Right, right. He threw a, you know, a shilling or a farthing to a boy in the street. He was kinder to his neighbors. These are the things that all of us can do in our daily lives just to improve the lives of others. Those types of things are just as important, I think, as larger initiatives and gestures that tend to get more press and publicity.
0: I like that. Where can we follow Christmas Tree Santas online?
1: I hope that you'll visit our website. That's uh, www.ChristmasTreeSantas.org. And then... We also have a large and kind of active Facebook community. That's where we're posting a lot of our news and updates and a lot of our pictures showing all of our different sites and giveaways. And that's of course on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christmas tree Santas. And then on Twitter, because of the character count limit, we're actually Xmas tree Santas. I see. Okay. But you can follow us on social media and you can visit our website. And of course there's an email and contact form. If anyone ever wants to reach out to me or reach out to our organization, they can do so through the website.
0: Okay. Sounds great. Is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to talk about?
1: I don't think so. I think I just wish everybody a a happy holiday. And as I said, uh, just try to be a Santa in your own uh, community. Yeah, sounds good. Well, that's all I have. Thanks, Josh. Good for you. I appreciate the good work you're doing by telling other people's stories. That's That's a great mission.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I'm doing my best. All right. Take care. That was episode 19 of the plural of you. I first published it on December 15th, 2015. Here's an update on Christmas tree Santas as of 2023. Christmas tree Santas now has 24 partner organizations in eight States. Alex has said that they'll be distributing their 20,000th tree in 2023. Christmas Tree Santas partnered with the Home Depot about a year or two after Alex and I talked for this episode, and the company now supplies many of the trees that the network of Santas distributes each year. That partnership has allowed the organization to expand way farther than the first tree from Alex's garage. One other thing I wanted to share about Christmas Tree Santas is personal, and it has to do with their partner in Austin, Texas. One of the co-hosts from the Partially Examined Life podcast, his name's Seth Paskin, He heard the conversation you just heard with Alex. And after he heard it, he decided to help set up a partnership between Christmas Tree Santas and the Austin Children's Shelter. Now families in the Austin area who need Christmas trees each year can get them from the shelter. Being able to play even the smallest part in connecting Alex and Seth through the plural of you is one of my proudest accomplishments. So thank you to Alex and Seth for touching my life, too. If you'd like to follow along with Christmas Tree Santas, go to ChristmasTreeSantas.org. This has been the Plural View. I'm Josh Morgan, and the show's website is PluralView.org. That's all for now. Thank you for being kind today.
1: Take care.